This is Michael Thompson once again. Welcome to the Brand New Day podcast. He is exalted. Super old song. It's still awesome. I still play it often. It's my five-year-old son's favorite song. He just loves to go around. He just thinks it's the coolest rocking song. And Let me tell you a story. Um, over in Israel about 2,000 years ago in a city, uh, so actually more like a small town called Capernaum, which still exists over there today. You can look it up on Google. Um, there were people that had gathered. There's this big, huge crowd of people because they wanted to hear this Jesus Christ um, who was doing all these amazing things. I mean, completely, you know, for those of you that are YouTube watchers or news watchers, David Blaine, this guy, he's like a magician and all this stuff. And he did this recent thing where he he floated up the ascension and, and used he used air balloons and had all this technology. And then he skydives down and it's like, wow, look at that. And uh, Jesus blew away any feat that we think is cool. Um, he was doing incredible things, so naturally the crowds were just like ama- in a frenzy to see him. But there were four guys who had a friend who was paralyzed, and in the house that Jesus was talking, it was so crowded no one could get close. So, of course, these guys, um, being desperate that they were, they actually come up with this com- crazy plan and they dug a hole into the ceiling and dropped their friend down right in front of Jesus. So when Jesus saw their faith, he said to this paralyzed man the most bizarre thing. Do you remember, those of you that know the story, what he says? He says, son, your sins are forgiven. Classic Jesus statement. We read it, maybe miss it. What does that have to do with anything? People like drop in this paralyzed guy in and he says, your sins are forgiven. Well, the religious teachers that were there, they're thinking to themselves, who does he think he is? Only God can forgive sins. Jesus being the exalted, awesome one that he is, knowing everything, he knew what they were thinking. So he says, why are you thinking these things? But what's easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up your mat, uh, get up, take your mat and walk. But he said, I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive. So, he turned to the man and said, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. And so, yep, the guy, just picture the scene. It's not a story. It's it's like history, okay? Just as much as any other historical event in the world. The guy gets up, he takes his mat, and he walks out in full view of everybody. Everyone is completely amazed, and they praise God. We've never seen anything like this, they said. Well, that story is crazy for many reasons. First of all, the roof damage. Second of all, Jesus confronting religious leaders. And third of all, the apparent prioritization of a person's need for forgiveness as more essential than even their ability to walk. Uh, Isn't that a fascinating story? Um, He says, your sins are forgiven. Um, Let me ask you, if you had a choice to be totally forgiven and given eternal life or to be paralyzed, what would you pick? Well, if you were like me, you'd say, I want both. (laughs) And God was so gracious for this man. And he isn't always for those of us that have different ailments. He doesn't always choose to heal physically but he offers freely the greatest gift, which is 
forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and the promise that our ailments, whether they're big or small, will be microscopic in the broader storyline of eternity. Well, um, so here we are in the U.S., and the U.S. is just in a crazy situation, and I want to say up front that the United States is not the whole topic of this podcast, and it's not the whole topic of the kingdom of God, but it is at this point in the world one of the very strategic nations in the world. So today I'm focusing on the United States. Um, the United States has symptoms. It has symptoms that are very, very uh, like crippling. Um, some of them are natural disasters, hurricanes, fires, and those kind of things. But even deeper than the the physical ailments are the spiritual ones. And oh, that we would have Jesus uh, come to us and say our sins are forgiven. So who are we in this story? We're not Jesus, but are we the the person that's needing our sins forgiven? Well, yes, but what, let me present this idea to you that um, the paralyzed man is the United States and the four friends are the people of God. And what would the people of God do to help their friends, those that don't know the Lord, um, those that are um, truly struggling um, in our nation? And I know I often use the word friends because the Bible says to love your enemies. And I believe that when we love even those that are a huge hassle or huge dark people or people that we can't stand, especially politically, some of these people on TV that may make your blood boil, like those are the people that we need to reach out and love. So how do you do that? How do you drop down in front of Jesus people that need forgiveness, a nation that needs forgiveness? Well, I'm going to give you three ways, and let's just go through them. The first one that you can bring the paralyzed nation is to have prevailing prayer. Prevailing praise-filled prayer. I'm talking about prayer that doesn't say, oh, you know, the United States is being judged and there's no more hope and it's over. Well, who are, who are you to understand the mind of God and who are you to instruct him as his counselor, it says in Isaiah 40? None of us know, and be warned, uh, O Jonah, that Nineveh was a pagan land and God sent people when I'm sure everyone thought there was no hope, including Jonah, the righteous one, supposedly. And so who are we to say that America is gone and without hope? We don't do that with individuals and we don't do that with nations. America, the United States, is still uh, within the realm of the opportunity to repent and so we can pray accordingly for repentance and for, uh, for Jesus to be exalted. We can praise him and we can commit very practically to prayer. So I have a very specific challenge for all of us and it has to do with the ratio of news intake versus prayer. So think about what your current ratio is to news intake versus prayer for the news. If you were to say, I'm willing to pray the news, I'm willing to pray about events that I'm getting information in, that would dramatically change. You say, what is it now? Is it one minute for every 10? Is it, is it one for every 100? Is it one for every 1,000? And if we could get it past 1% or 0.1%, and we could say, you know what, I am committing that 
Um, I will pray the news even as it comes in, and I'm going to make a commitment to do that. I'm going to have prevailing prayer, and I'm going to be someone that asks God to extend his mercy and to bring the church to a new place and to bring his light into the world and bring a spirit of revival in the United States. If someone ever says they're unwilling uh, to pray for revival in the United States, um, then we've got a big problem because revival is simply admitting that we need God. So the first challenge very practically is this week with the news and everything, commit yourself to prevailing prayer with your time and your attitude, and I will join you with that. Number two uh, is, a, is kind of an interesting one in this crazy time, is to be passionately present. So, okay, so COVID hits uh, different states, different parts of the country differently, and but you know what? The church isn't gathering and even churches that reopen, it's a very small percentage. So where is everybody? Oh, they're on Zoom. Oh, really? Well, let's be honest. When you're on Zoom, are you like glued to the screen with hands lifted up and voice raised? No. There's something that's dramatically missing when we're on Zoom. And sometimes we just, oh, I'll listen to, the, to it later. I'll listen to the sermon. But there's not this commitment to really be present. Uh, our church opened up its doors um, we go, and I I tell our kids, you know what? We're going to go, and we're going to get there early, and when we get out of the car, sometimes we've been known to run. And we I say, I want everyone to know that we're like so excited, and so it's so about the Lord that we're going to run into his house. We run in, they tell us, where would you like to sit? And we always tell them, front row. We're going to the front row, in fact. <laughs> This last Sunday, the guy told us there's five seats here in the middle, and I said thank you very much. And we walked up to the five, and then we just <laughs> we just kept walking until we got to the front row. So we're ready to go. We're totally present, and we're there because it's important for God's people to be uh, fully present. Now I understand not everyone can be fully present for different reasons, but in our hearts, in our souls, to be totally engaged in the local church during COVID is a huge priority. So not just being people of prevailing prayer in our nation, but we're going to be passionately present in our churches and we're going to be rooting for our churches in our nation because the strength of God's people is directly related to the strength of a nation. Number three, the last thing I would encourage us to do is to pass on this kind of thinking and teaching to other peoples. You can encourage other people through Facebook or email. You can promote this podcast in your small groups to just challenge people. We must pray. We can't give up. We're not. It's it is a trap to believe that uh, the United States is is beyond hope, and it is a trap to just somehow think that Zoom is enough. And and if we can spread that news with each other. Um, that will go a long way. I encourage you even with this podcast, just to promote this podcast is a way that you can encourage God's work in the world and in this nation. And there's practical ways. You can, of course, subscribe at owm.org to this podcast so you're always getting it. You can rate and review, which helps other people get it. You can, of course, share this podcast with other people on social media. Um, you know, it's easy to, and it's often that we'll just pass on something to someone. Oh, here's something here. Look at this. Look at this. But if we could do that and pass on things that have real value, um, that can also be a big difference. So pass on things like this that can challenge and encourage 
God's people. Well, that's all for this week. I'd like to pray. Father, today we thank you that you have given us forgiveness of sins and that you've touched our lives and that we can walk. And yet we look at the United States of America, regardless of who we are and from where we're from, and we see a nation that's crippled, um, that is reaping um, what it's sown in many ways, and that is struggling and seeing such evidence of last day type work. But we see that warning, and we don't want to be those people that have appearance of godliness, but deny its power. And ultimately, Lord, we don't want to be people that deny your power and your willingness to hear and answer and to heal the United States of America as people, the people of God, would repent and would call out to you, as it says in Chronicles. Lord, let your people engage in prevailing prayer, not whining, complaining, or feeling helpless. Lord, the great act of calling on the great God to do great things in the United States. Lord, you've done it before. You even did it in Nineveh way back in the day with Jonah. We pray for the United States that you'd raise up prophets, people that would speak boldly, and that you would give people receptive, repentant hearts to turn. Even the proudest of the proud, Lord, would turn to follow you. Help us to pray the news. Secondly, Lord, we want to be passionately present with your people. We pray for every local church in this land that, oh God, that you would give special boldness instead of fear uh, to the leaders and, and they would unashamedly call people to be totally present like never before, totally engaged, not just uh, in person or even on a Zoom call, but most importantly, in their heart. Oh Lord, let your church be revived and united. And Lord, help us to be present. And lastly, Lord, help us to pass on good messages to each other, to encourage each other and to rally each other that you really are the answer and you really are the one that has the power to forgive sins and even heal our land. Lord, we ask all these things in the powerful name of the exact same person that raised a real man in a real place called Capernaum years ago. Done it before, do it again. We ask it in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. God bless you all. Let's be champions more than conquerors and lift our heads high and wait on the Lord. We'll see you.